Well, we're back, everybody. This is the Better Presentations, More Sales podcast. My name is Trevor Lee, and we've had our little summer break during August. So we're back live. This episode is going out on Monday, the 4th of September, the first one we've done since the end of July. So great to be back, <laughs> really refreshed and ready to go. Now, as a reminder, this podcast, Better Presentations, More Sales, it kind of gives it away in the title of what we're all about. So we're focusing on helping you deliver better, more confident and more successful presentations, sales pitches, product service demos, and indeed day-to-day sales interactions. So I'm going to be lining up some guests for the autumn. There's lots of people queuing up, raring to go and come and talk on this podcast. But what I do is I want to make sure that they're going to deliver tips and ideas that you can implement straight away. So what you won't find on this podcast is lengthy episodes where guests are just rambling on and chatting about their wonderful careers and all that sort of stuff. That's not what we're about. What we're about is offering you tips and ideas that you can go away and implement straight away. That's so, so important. So you can get some great value for this. And if you like the podcast, then please do leave a review. That would be amazing. Or share it or comment on it. And if you want to feel as though you want to make some sort of contribution, then you could go to your local Amazon site and you could purchase a copy of the book, which is Seven Steps to Successful Presentations, which came out in the summer. And all the proceeds that I receive for that book, which is around about £5 sterling per book, go to the Southwest Children's Hospice uh, here in the UK. So uh, they get all the money and uh, you get all the benefit of the book. And so everyone's a winner. So that'd be great. And of course, if you need any help with your presentation or sales skills, then have a look at my website, trevorjlee.com. I've got some uh, new revamped stuff on there to offer you through the autumn and into the spring of 2024. Everything from the full-on sales training day, either in person or we split it up into several things and do it virtually, which works really well. But more importantly, things like one-to-one short coaching. When I say short coaching, you know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And a lot of people use that when they've got a key presentation or pitch coming up and they just want to make sure that they get it right. And they use me as a sounding board. So there's no, you know, you don't have to sign up for 10 sessions or anything like that. You can just book it on. And if you're not sure what you need, then go to that website, trevorjlee.com. And on the front page, there's lots of buttons that say 15 to 20 minutes. Just book here, Zoom call with me, and we can talk about what your presentation or sales needs are. And then you can decide if I'm the right person to deliver those for you. So let's kickstart the autumn. It's now September. So this episode is called Seven September Sales Tips. Now we know that right now, you know, inflation is race is still kind of racing away a little bit. Interest rates are high. You know, the world's economies have have changed significantly over the last 12 to 18 months. And it's been tricky, hasn't it? You know, particularly in the well, in all sectors, I was going to say particularly in the B2B sector, but in all sectors when it comes to sales. So, you know, there are things we can do to help ourselves. And it's it's always a bigger challenge, isn't it, when things aren't going great and it's, it feels as though it's difficult to make those sales. So let's just have a look at some of the things through these seven sales tips for September that you can utilise. And, and some of them will be a reminder. OK, none of this is earth shatteringly new, brand new, hit them over the head stuff. This is often a reminder of the things that you sometimes forget to do. 
So these are some of the fundamentals that you can get get going with, really. So tip number one is this. It's make it easy for your customers to buy. Now, <laughs> whenever I do sales training courses, that is the start. That's how I always start. I say, right, we're here today. Everything I show you and teach you and, and, and work with you and discuss with you, it's all about making it easy for customers to buy because customers like to buy. They don't like to be sold to. We kind of know that, don't we? So what you need to do is just look at the buying process that you put your customers through and check and say, is it easy? Is it easy to follow? Because right now, any excuse for not buying and people are going to take it. Okay, they're not going to go out of their way to buy something from you if you're not making it easy for them to buy from you. So check your buying process and put yourself in the shoe of the customer or shoes of the customer and say, right, you know, let's try and buy something from our organization. What happens next? And if you do that, you will also almost inevitably identify some sales barriers, as I call them. Things that you're putting in the way of customers inadvertently, often without realizing it, but the customer's are seeing those barriers and maybe a different way to you're seeing them and they're stopping them from buying. So you need to identify those barriers and get rid of them. Tip number two is customers right now probably need some help, what I would call crossing the line. Okay, getting to the point where they want to buy from you. They're very excited. You know, they get 95% of the way there and then it just doesn't happen. And we see that a lot, particularly in the professional services sector at the moment, you know, where people are, you know, potentially thinking, well, what if I buy that building? Will the interest rate go up? You know, do, shall I hold on and things like that? So you need to be doing things in, in where you can help your customers over the line. And this is not about being a pushy salesperson. This is more what I would call a nudge. OK, it's just, you know, just helping them, nudging them, just giving them a little bit extra, whatever it is. You know, it might be a surprise and delight factor, might be a little bit of negotiation, whatever it could be. But what you don't need to do is come across as desperate. I've got to make a deal today. I've got to make a deal today. You know, um, and you know, don't do that because that won't work either. Because people like to take their time. We know that people, you know, want to go slowly to sometimes saying yes rather than racing to it especially in the B2B sector. But right now, you know, maybe they're going slower than you would like them to and maybe probably slower than they would like to. They just need a bit of confidence to say yes to your product or service and you are the person to give them that confidence to make that happen. All right, it's so a change of role maybe for you, okay? So a lot of salespeople or people involved in sales, it's all about setting up the deal and making sure everything's in place. And sometimes we forget that it's also about that kind of helping customers to get over the line. So that's number two. Number three, I mentioned negotiation. So if you are in a situation where you're in some sort of negotiation to help that deal get done, then improve your negotiating skills. Go on a negotiating skills course. Learn about negotiations. You know, loads and loads of people in the in the kind of sales environment, you know, they just don't think that they need negotiation help. Oh, I can do this. I've been doing this for years. Maybe you have. But times are different and you may need to sharpen up your negotiating skills. So, you know, think about the things that you can do. So the two I've been on several negotiating skills <laughs> courses during my career. And the, a couple of things that I always share when I if it comes into any of the training programs I do are things where I say to people, you know, you've got to take small steps. OK, don't go barging in with a big offer because people might think, well, that's OK, but I'll wait for the next big offer to come around. So it's small steps. 
And here's a phrase that I was taught on those courses, which I'm going to share with you. And it's simply this, if you, then I. And it's all about the way round that you make your negotiation offer. So if you agree to, then I will. Because if you say, oh, I'll tell you what I'll do, I'll give you if you give me. So, you know, psychologically, okay, and it does work, this, it does work, but it's so easy to get it the wrong way around. So there we go. Next time you're in a negotiation, if you, then I. Use that technique. Right, that's number three. Number four is just have a good look at what you're offering. Because, you know, again, with a lot of organisations, we don't review our offers, you know. And I, I think I've mentioned that in the in the preamble to this podcast that I've been spending most of August looking at my offerings. So what have you been doing about your offerings? Have you been updating them? Have you been adding to them? You know, what what can make them more appealing almost? What do you need to enhance them by? All those sort of questions. Because if, if you're doing, you know, the same offer, particularly if you're a service organisation, you know, if you're offering a, exactly the same kind of service in the same way, then, you know, is that good right now? So you need to spark things up a little bit and make, you know, be a bit more creative in the way you put your offer together and be a bit more creative in the way you market your offer as well, because you can have the greatest offer in the world. But if no one knows it's there, then, you know, that's not going to be helpful either. So have a look at your offerings and the way that you come across and just think, right, what can we do to spice it up a little bit, add a few things in maybe. You don't have to, you know, be dramatic in what you do. And, and you know, one of the things that you've got to be careful of is thinking, oh, the only way we're going to get any business is to lower our, our, our fees or our rates or whatever you call them. It's not always the case. Sometimes customers just want something a bit more from you than you're actually offering right now. But then maybe not, they might not tell you that. Right, number five, a way of getting to know what customers want is to organise reviews with your current customers. Now, this is such an obvious way of, of you know, potentially developing new business. But again, lots and lots of people, particularly in the B2B sector, are reluctant to do this. Why? Because they think, well, if we, if we go and have a review, Trevor, they might say they've changed their minds. They don't want us anymore. Well, that's a kind of negative mindset, isn't it? So you've got to go into these meetings with a positive mindset. So, you know, if I'm a customer of yours in the B2B sector and you call me up and say, Trevor, um, you know, it's, uh, you've been using our product or service for however long it is. You know, I thought it'd be great to have a quarterly review. And during that quarterly review, you know, it won't take long, 30 minutes, maybe whatever, however long you want. And I just want to check that, you know, you're using the product or service you buy from me correctly and to the best of its the way it can be. So you're trying to help me as your customer, you know, utilize the service or product I'm buying from you as best I can. And, you know, guess what? There's a danger then that they think, hey, that's really good. Thanks for that. That's great service. Oh, and by the way, you know, do you do this as well? <laughs> you know, because sometimes we forget to tell customers all the things we do. And then they say, oh, if only I'd known that, Trevor, you know, I'd have got that from you. <laughs> so, Reviews are great, and particularly right now when your customers might be finding times are tough as well. So it shows you care, all right? But you've got to have that positive mindset. If you go in thinking, oh, there's a risk here, they're going to knock me on the head or something like that, then, you know, that's not going to be the way to do it. You've got to go in thinking, right, I'm here to help you get the best value from the investment you're making in my, my company through its products or services. Right, number six is keep adding to your knowledge, because if you know everything about your sector and what's going on, market trends, you know, competition activity, all that sort of stuff, you are a valuable asset to your customer. 
because they're in the presumably they're in the same you know roughly in the same sector as you as well or they they're interested in it because they're using you so be that fountain of knowledge keep your knowledge up to date so you can be that authority and i've already mentioned you know sharpen up your negotiating skills so that's part of your knowledge bank as well so that you can again you can share that with your customer Hey, I went on a negotiating, just like I've done with you now. <laughs> I went on a negotiating skills course. You know, you might you might benefit from this as well. Your team might benefit. So you're passing on your knowledge to your customer for them to utilize that knowledge in their own sales activity as well. So, you know, again, it's a win-win situation. But don't sit back and think, oh, I know enough. You, you know, no one can ever say I know enough. You know, knowledge, the, you know, knowledge is power. We've heard that phrase before, haven't we? So keep that knowledge flowing. Right, and number seven, and this is something that I think we could all do a lot better at, really, when it comes to, particularly when it comes to a sales pitch or a demo or something like that, where it's pre-planned, or you're going to go and see that customer, you know, spend some more time preparing and practicing. Okay, now we do, I'm sure some people in sales do a little bit of preparation, but how much practice do we really, really do? I remember when I first started in in business, in the sales business, in advertising on the local media, well, 40 years ago now nearly, blimey, it'll be 40 years this in a, in a couple of weeks' time, actually. And um, the best way to sell advertising to local businesses was to take them some ideas. And I used to spend hours in this uh, little room we had with these uh, books full of sketches and, you know, bits of artwork. And I'd be going through it, thinking of my customers, and I'd say, oh, that would work for them. I could create a headline out of that. So I'd find the illustration, then I'd create the headline, then I'd go and see them and say, hey, look at this, I've got a new idea for you. And I'd take two or three at the same time, and usually they bought one of them. So <laughs> it is worth doing your preparation. And, you know, let's I mentioned two or three ideas, and, you know, that's a big thing as well. You know, if you're going to take ideas to customers, don't take them one idea, you know, because it's then it's the take it or leave it thing, isn't it? It's the yes or no. If you take them two or three, ideally three, they're in control then of making the decision, which they like to do. That will help them over the line as well. So give them some alternatives. There you go. That's a kind of seven and a half tips, isn't it, really? But I can't emphasize enough how much importance preparation and practice is when you're doing any sort of big pitch, demo, whatever it might be, even the day-to-day sales interactions. You know, Before you pick up the phone, think, right, what am I going to say? Things like that. It makes such a difference. And in business, we tend not to do it very, very well. Right. Let's just recap those seven September sales tips. So number one, make it easy for your customers to buy. I'll put all of these in the show notes, by the way. Number two, help your customers over the line. Number three, improve your negotiation skills or indeed any skill that you think is really going to be helpful right now. Number four, look at your offering. You know, what can you do to tweak it, enhance it? Number five, organize some reviews with your current customers. Go and see them, talk to them on the phone, have Zoom calls, whatever you want, and just say, I want to spend a little bit of time just checking in on how you're using our products or services. In other words, are you getting the best value for your investment? Number six, keep adding to your knowledge. And number seven is do prepare a bit better. Do practice a little bit more. Okay, so there we go, ladies and gentlemen. That's episode 273 of the Better Presentation Small Sales Podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, you know, and I get lots of requests for guests, but a lot of them are from people who go on loads of podcasts. So you might think, I've never been on a podcast. Wouldn't it be great? So why not drop me a line, Trevor at, sorry, podcast at trevorleemedia.co.uk, podcast at trevorleemedia.co.uk, and uh, and I'll send you the spec 
and then you can have a look at the spec and then you can decide whether you like the idea or not and then we can chat about it and uh, ultimately you know if we both decide that you're the right person for this podcast then we'll get you lined up and we'll do it on zoom very easy to do uh, and it'll be about uh, what 20 minutes or so which is a bit a little bit longer than this but not much all right so thanks for listening don't forget you know leave a review share comment on linkedin connect with me on linkedin whatever you want to do and if you want to make a contribution not to me but if you want to make a, a thank you contribution for the great tips and ideas you're getting through this podcast then go on to amazon get yourself a copy of seven successful presentations seven steps to successful presentations i should say and all the proceeds will go to the children's hospice southwest here in the uk right thanks for listening see you next time